Good morning, Strikers. Rock a sock. Today's the day. So, one of my friends has been uh, interviewing for a job, right? And um, just knew, just felt in his, in, in his spirit, felt in his soul, felt in his bones, however you want to look at it, that, that he had it. I mean, they took the, they took the job posting down. You know what I mean? Uh, went through four interviews and ultimately ended up not getting it. Was having a hard time today with it. Mad. Not, having, not disappointed, mad about it. Rightfully so. And so I gave him a call today and I said, hey man, you know, how you doing? And he's like, well, I go, actually, I started it out with saying, hey man, this freaking sucks. I know it does. You know, how are you doing? And he's like, I'm pissed off about it. You know, and I said, I understand. He said, I just, you know, and he was very defiant in it, you know, in the, in the process and how, you know, they made a mistake and they, they didn't pick the best guy. And I know, I know what I bring. And, and I said, I think all that's true. I do. I, I empathize with you a hundred percent. But my question was to him, what are you going to do? Like, I under, I, and, I, and I actually said to him, hey man, I know you're mad about this. How long is that going to last? How long are you giving yourself for this? He's like, what do you mean? I go, well, how long are you going to give yourself being mad about this? Because this is over. Now it's time to get back on the horse and get going again. You've got to get going again. The, the clock has started ticking again. You know what I mean? For you. You're, you're not employed right now. And you thought you were going to be, but you're not. So what are you going to do? How long are you going to sit here and bleed? You know? And he was like, that's not the same thing I got from a whole bunch of my other friends. And I said, well, look, I think all that is great. But the fact of the matter is, is you need to get it. You need to get a job. You need to get employed. You need to get, you need to move down the road. So give yourself whatever amount of time that is. If it's today, if it's two days, if it's the rest of the week that you're going to be mad about this, whatever it is. But I think if you go past the end of this week and you're being mad about this still, and you're not doing anything to rectify your situation, because you can only do what's a, your situation, right? They've already picked their next, they've already picked their candidate. You're not it. What's it going to be now for you? And, you know, I let him talk all through his, his process of, you know, how they made the mistake and how, uh, one of the questions I asked him was, during this process, what would you have done different or in addition to because I think one of the, the shortfalls is that he only focused on this one. He didn't, he didn't do these interviews and then go and try to find some more interviews to do. And that he just, because he, he knew this was coming, right? And so 
I was like, so what, what else would you have done or what would you have done into addition? And he comes, comes around to the idea of, hey, I, I would have, you know, in an interview process, it's not just about them interviewing me, but it's also about me interviewing them to see if I fit. I, I got to know if I fit. You know I mean, and I said, no, I think that's very valid. I think that's a very important part because just because they offer you a job doesn't mean that you should take it. And, you know, in, in, in his um, emotion, in his emotions, you know, he was like, I didn't, you know, yeah, I have the right to refuse. I'm like, you absolutely do. And so that's where he kind of felt like he let his guard down in the, in the, in the deal because he wanted the job and, and interview back in a deal. But the main part of this was, all right, it didn't happen. Now what? You got to get up and you got to get going again. You know, give yourself time for whatever it is that you're going to do. And that goes with anything. You know, strikers are going to be upset with me about this, but you're going to have people die in your life. How long do you give yourself to grieve? Whatever it is, it is. It's okay. At some point in time, you have to remember, you're still alive. And they're in a better place, especially if they're believers. They're in a better place. They don't want to come back. Right? So what are you going to do? Do not do anything for selfish purposes, but with humility, think of others as better than yourselves. Philippians 2.3. Strikers, I'm starting to see a connection with all the principles. Uh, let's talk about it next on The Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution. And temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. I'm going to put that on the back of a shirt here pretty soon. I, I like it. I no, I, I really do. I think it's an amazing prayer. And I mean, it kind of speaks to what we go through in life. You know, there are, the hard things pop up and we need, there's a refining process. You know, mm -hmm. you, you grow, you, you grow older, you grow more mature. And then, you know, things, dead things fall off. Old friends that you used to run around with that, you know, you're no longer going the same direction in life with, they tend to disappear and then you find new people. Um, so yeah, so it's, I think it's a, I love the prayer. I like it. What do we got going on at Grace Point Family Church? At Grace Point Family Church, we have our Thanksgiving meal distribution coming up on November the 19th. We need people to serve. So you can go to uh, gracepointfamilychurch.com to uh, sign up for details. Uh, it is November the 19th in uh, First Anna parking lot from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, I'll announce this another couple times as, as, the, week is, as the weeks go on. Um, other than that, we have our Operation Christmas Child boxes. That it's, uh, whoops, my page disappeared. 
Operation Christmas Child, um, and that is going on currently now from uh, October 16th through Sunday, November the 20th. Uh, for more information, you can always, again, either go to the Grace Point Family Church app or to go to gracepointfamilychurch.com. You can find more details there. Uh, basically, it's um, packing a box with quality toys, school supplies, personal care items uh, for children in need. Um, and I think it's, to me, it's, it's huge, especially around Christmas time. You know, you have kids out there that, that don't get to celebrate Christmas like we do, right. you know. Don't put toiletries in my box. Just saying. Just saying. I want toys, Legos, something. I know. I want Legos, too. Yeah. I still want Legos. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, lastly, we also, we still have our, always, we will always have our permanent food bank in Anna, Texas. Uh, at, it is at Grace Place, located at 505 North Powell Parkway. For anybody that finds themselves to be food insecure, feel free to stop by Monday and Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Or you can stop by Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon. Uh, do a little free shopping, get some groceries that you will actually that you and your family will be happy to eat, and uh, let us pray for you on the way out. Right on, uh, Elevate Life Church. We got Operation Christmas Child as well. Uh, same kind of thing, um, filling a box with uh, non toiletries. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want Legos, uh, and that's October 23rd through November 19th. And currently, we can uh, sign up for the Uganda mission trip, which is going to take place April 23rd through May 2nd. Uh, that ought to be a fun little ride to go out to Africa and Uganda and uh, oh, help out some. Amazing! Mm. Uh, our our Pat, Pastor yes. Kerry just came back from yes. Uganda. Ah, same yeah. uh, same location. Um, I don't remember the name of the city that they went to, but they did a three day crusade yeah. there. And um, on our last or on our most recent Wednesday Night Live. She was on with Pastor Hope, and they were talking about uh, just the, the lives turned around, the healing that took place, uh, deliverances that took place. And, I mean, to me, it just sounds like a surreal, um, a, you know, a surreal, not event, experience that you could have. Like, the closest you can get to God without actually being on the other side. <laughs> right. But uh, just to see all that happening and see... You know, the tears and the healing and people that want to meet our Lord and Savior, I think, is amazing. Amen. Yeah. All right. And for Embrace Events, we've got Santa's Little Helper. Uh, it's a respite night for foster and adoptive parents, uh, giving them some opportunity to step away. And that's going to take place uh, December 3rd at Chase Oaks Church. That way we, uh, we can sign up and uh, kind of like take care of some kids while the parents get a little break. Uh, in their lives and uh, helping these foster kids out. So, with that said, Alan, who do we have today? <laughs> oh, man. We have our very own from Grace Point Family Church. Some of you guys know him from uh, ELC as well. We have our very own Mike Lynn back on to talk to us. Uh, last time he was on, I believe we talked about Father Knows Best. Yeah. That you were on. Um, but yeah. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Thank you. Welcome, sir. Thank how, you. How you doing? Oh, guys, I, I'm just I'm so honored and blessed that you guys invited me back and just to get a chance to yeah. just to pour into to men and doing life together with one another, iron sharpening iron. Ooh. I love it. Uh, since you've been with us, uh, since the last time you've been with us, have uh, core values still the same? Have they changed, uh, morphed into anything? I think they might have, yeah, just morphed, or I can't even honestly remember what I had shared last time. But, you know, as, as, as Alan would just mention a minute ago, 
as life changes and we change, sometimes you know some of the values may impact you differently. And so I can't remember what I shared last time, but integrity, compassion, of course, love. And, and love is probably my number one. Just, you know, that's just, that's me. That's my core for me. And my core scripture is First Corinthians 14, 1. And I know Pastor Leif, also, this is one of his favorite, where it just says, let love be your highest goal. Let, let love be your highest aim. And so, to me, that's always resonated, and you know, I always just recollect, you know, when Jesus was was being asked, you know, what are the greatest commandments, and he said, I'm going to give you two for one. I'm going to give you not one, but two of the greatest commandments. Bonus. Right, a bonus: love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and then love your brother as yourself. Love your neighbor, y'all, and that's sometimes hard to do <laughs> if we're just yeah. going to be honest with one another. What's uh, how how do you show love to people that you don't know in your everyday life? Yeah, you know, and I, be honest with you, I think it so much of it has to do with, with how you carry yourself, being intentional around other people, and realizing that hey, that person, with you just something simple as smiling at somebody, you mm. may have just made their day. You don't know what they've been going through. They've been having a bad day, a bad week, bad year. Just got laid off, lost a job, lost a loved one, whatever the case may be. And if you're just intentional with watching people around you and knowing that they are often, they need not maybe just a virtual hug or an air hug, but just a smile, just a recognition and, you know, recognizing somebody that right there is just, you know, so powerful for people that are really in search of needing something. It really is. Yeah. It really is. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so question of the season. And trying not to be too super super spiritual here, <laughs> having a little fun with it. Right. Uh, we've gotten some some serious answers, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, as I was growing up, I was always told that uh, when you die, all your an- all your questions are answered. And uh, what would be the top question on your list? So, <laughs> you know where where it talks about scripture talks about God knows your every thought. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, right. Uh, so, I'm sorry, Lord. Yeah, right. So when I get to heaven, I'm like, God, did you really, you really keep track of every single thought, good or bad? And I've had some bad ones. I've had some good ones, but my gracious, you know, are you really counting and and and, and keeping track of everything? And whether or not he is, I mean, it's just you know. When, when you're having not nice thoughts about someone that maybe did you wrong or you're just, you know, us, if I can just say us being guys sometimes, do our eyes wonder? Do our thoughts wonder? Man, I <laughs> hope he took off some days on me. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, so, uh, like God. he's good. I'm going to go walk over here and see what's going right. on over here. I'm pretend like I didn't see that. <laughs> and, it, and he's always taken off on the days that right, I've been behaving right. and he catches me on all the bad exactly. days. So Hopefully, but again, he shows mercy and grace. Thank goodness for that, right? So yeah. One of the most interesting ones uh, that I've heard or the questions, it was the question was, why 33 years? Yeah. Mm. And I was like, well, what? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Why? I wonder why. That's a yeah. good one. That'll be like number three for I me. I like that one. Yeah. Why only thirty-three why? years? Because yeah. he knew that any more than that would still wouldn't have making a, a difference on right. us human beings who just have this. Yeah. Right on. So yeah. uh, we've also changed uh, the brushing. Uh, when you were here last, it was kind of we, the brushing incorporated what was going on at the churches, but uh, I did a little bit of. Uh, 
little bit of changing here this time. And so this time, so uh, hand brushes are often used by blacksmiths to brush away excess material from the workpiece and leave a nicer finish on the forging. So this week, what have you brushed off to make God's workmanship a little bit cleaner and clearer? Well, you know, and I would say that I, uh, I just am always, I don't know that, and I, I, yeah, I thought about this question the other day. I didn't know that I had really one in particular uh, experience, if you will, this week. But I think as a whole, I'm always looking at what I need to be better than I was yesterday Help me to be better today, and then help me be better tomorrow. I know that Alan, he kind of just alluded at the very beginning that, that as we grow through in our life, mature, spiritually, our walk, our spiritual walk, that we're always looking to try to, to grow and get better. And I love that, that, that passage, that, that, the, the uh, verbiage there, because if we approach every day like this, that, that we are often being finished and being forged, um, you know, and, 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 and I forgot what passage I had it noted here a minute ago, but uh, God talks about he, we are the clay and He is the potter. And mm. so He's constantly molding us. I can't remember which passage. I think I've got it noted here somewhere. But uh, He just talks about where we're always being fined. We're always being forged, if you will. We're always in the fire and we're always looking to be better than where we were yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Right on. I like yeah. that. How about you? What, what happened with you this week that you're just a little bit cleaner? Um, for me, I would say it's just loving my wife better. Mm. Um, she was uh, doing some computer work. She works for a network security company. And so she was doing some uh, work on the computer. And um, I was helping her out with that. And, uh, you know, also she could, I could tell she was very frustrated by it. And so when I was out of the office for a little bit, I was like, well, let me watch some, some videos to see if I can figure out, you know, how to fix the problem that she's having. So I was able to fix it and uh, came back and taught her and showed her here's where to go to resolve this issue. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is, you know, just being an ear to listen to. Um, sometimes, you know, she's not always looking for a solution. And I know as, as guys, that's what we want to yeah. We want to solutionize. Somebody comes with, comes to us with a problem, and we want to. Hey, here's your answer. Here's what you need to do. Here's what I would do. And sometimes to, I, our wives don't need that. They right. just want somebody to listen, and they want somebody to not necessarily agree with them, but maybe you know offer them a, a, another side of the coin per se. So with those two things there, you have one where you kind of proposed a solution for her, and then the other one, or you said you were just listening to her. How do you know when is which time? The times what I've noticed is that when she when she wants somebody to listen, when I start giving her solutions, I can see that she kind of shuts down. Mm. And not in a bad way, but I can kind of tell like, well, whatever else she was going to say, she's not going to talk about it now. So I'll let it come up again, and this time I'm just going to listen. Mm. And I'm not going to, you know, give a... Um, an answer. I will either give her my instance of what I see and not necessarily a here's what you need to do. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm learning that. That actually has happened it's hard. this week. Is yeah. It's just, hard. Like just listening to her and is like, is this a, I'm, in my head, I'm listening, but is this a, I need to, I need to give her a solution or I'm just needing to give her an ear. 
So yeah, I I, that, I went through that same thing this yeah. week. I it's hard. <laughs> um, it's, it's like I just want to fix it for I you. Just I just want to fix it for you. yes. I just want to fix it. Let me get on the phone and let me tell these people what they're doing wrong, so that my wife doesn't have to deal with all this stress anymore. That's what us guys do, right? We just yeah. we want. That's the way we're wired. We just want to fix everything, right? Sometimes our wives. I just want us to listen. They're, they're able to fix it. Yeah. They're able to they're, fix it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> or they're able to step back and go, I'm right. just going to let God handle right. it. Exactly. And we're like, no, I don't want it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Yeah. That, right? was, that was a question in Mighty Men today was, uh, you know, what blocks you from uh, your wins with God? And one of them is thinking that I, I can do this mm. and being yep. self-sufficient. Yeah. And yep. I have, that's probably one of the hardest things for me is not, I, I, I always want to help other people and then I'll ask for help, but I also want to do it on my own. So I'm not bothering anybody. Like, I don't want to bother God. He's got a lot of other problems to work with, to deal with, but I know that uh, it's really him that's doing it. Yeah. Right. And then I just need to do my part. Right. So I think that was one of the things that uh, for my brushing this week yeah. was just doing my part, even when I don't want to. So right on. So uh, we're talking about principles, whether uh, you, if you follow the principles, whether you're um, faith-based or you're not, believe in God or you don't, these principles will work for you. Yeah. And what I'm noticing is um, they're kind of working together. Like you can't have integrity. Well, I forget when I was when I was studying for this week. I had uh, what were some other ones that we had? We had giving, giving, um, yeah. kindness, and you definitely can't have kindness without humi- humility, right? right, right I mean, it, that's right. it goes hand. Well, I feel like there's yeah. these. It's just one big puzzle, right. and they're all the pieces they fit together, mm-hmm. and no one piece is more important than the other. Right. They all they're all like right. they're crucial. Yeah. They're crucial. They absolutely are. So with that in mind, what does uh, humility look like to you, Mike? Um, so, so for me, it, it's, it's taking the focus off of me and focusing on others. It's not, you know, it's not about Mike and, and just get everything I want and focus on all of my needs in life. It's when, when you step back and, and put that focus on others and, and recognizing that that I have flaws and and all, I look in the mirror every day and God forgive me I ask for for, for mercy and forgiveness um, recognizing that I have my flaws um, being grateful being thankful and apologizing a lot <laughs> <laughs> that for me y'all always asking or always saying honey please forgive me I'm sorry but always recognizing that it's this thing called life, we're doing this together. I am so blessed and so I'm just overly blessed with what I have. I don't ever want to compare myself to having the biggest, the nicest, the fancy cars, the big house. I mean, if people can afford it, God bless them. That's great. But I really feel like there's more to life than just these materialistic things and putting other people's needs before mine. For me, that is just so gratifying and so rewarding, and so that's that's what humility looks like to me. Now, when you say comparison, I think of uh, how comparison is the robber of joy. Absolutely. When you start yes. comparing yourself, you, yeah. you're not thankful or not joyful in no. the things that you do have, and uh, it, it turns everything negative real yeah. fast. Yeah. 
you know, and I, and I don't know if I mentioned this before, maybe I had, but there was an interview with Brad Pitt a few years ago on um, Rolling Stone magazine, in Rolling Stone magazine. And you guys think about Brad Pitt, y'all, you know, in his in his prime, he's still he's a good looking dude. I mean, but he had, you know, fame, money. I mean, he has everything. And he was interviewed in Rolling Stones not too long ago. And they asked him, they said, they, in fact, they said that very same thing, that Brad Pitt, you've accomplished pretty much everything in life. And he paused and says, are you happy? Is that fulfilling? And his exact words were, there's got to be more to life than all of this money, fame, and, and popularity. There's got to be more. You know, and when you turn your focus off of you and you put it towards serving and blessing and honoring other people, especially those that are less fortunate, just how much more gratifying and rewarding. And it's just such a greater purpose that we can all have. Agreed. And I hear you say all those words, and they're all the principles that yeah. we're talking about yeah. and how they're all connected. Yeah. I just, I think yeah. it's a really cool picture. Yeah. You had uh, said, um, humility is think is not thinking, well, th- this was one of the other questions. Yeah, so one right, of the other right. questions was, uh, you know, Pat, I've heard it from Pastor Keith, I've heard it, uh, Rick Warren. Yeah. They both say, hum- humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less, and you kind of just sum that up, so exactly. we can knock that, check right, that box right, in there as well. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Uh, it really is just thinking of other people and putting other people first, and it's and it's not making that you're less important than these other people. It's just being humble and serving other people. Yeah. Do you think that being a leader makes you humble? You know, I real, I, I do. I, I've been blessed, and I don't know if even the last time when we were here, gentlemen, I don't know if you had had, had heard, but since uh, last time I was uh, had the privilege of being on the show, uh, my wife and I had had been asked to uh, facilitate lead the marriage group. I've been, you know, kind of partnering and in, in, in leading the men's group, and then we uh, were also asked to be uh, elders uh, within our our church. And you guys talk about a very humbling. <laughs> You know, where you where you're 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 in a position such as that where you're looked upon, and it's really just the most humbling title, or if you will. And then, of course, I am in in sales. I've been in sales for almost 26 years through my current employer, and it's high pressure sales at times. And being a leader, I think what really is the most important characteristic or aspect for me, the way I, I see, is a leader is one that serves well. It's not again all about all about me. It's all about, well, here, look at me, look at my title, or look what I can accomplish, look what I've done, if you will. But it's what can I do to serve others? And and when we are serving one another and you're leading by example, to me, that's what a leader does. You had said, and it was kind of, you had said, do you think that leaders, being a leader, being a leader makes you humble? I almost have to, I kind of want to rephrase that a little bit, because I don't think being a leader makes you humble. I think being humble is a good quality of leadership, but I think a lot of people, well, I'm saying a lot, I think that there are some leaders that can get full of themselves and say, hey, look at me and move right. forward with that, where they need that humility and to be able to serve other people. Yep. And uh, so I, I just, I've been on this role today, so <laughs> I have different perspectives going no, on. No, no. But yeah, I, I think that you have, I think when you're in leadership, you have to be careful and not losing that nice. that humility because it really isn't just you doing the work. It's you leading, but everybody else is doing, and you have to put 
you know, you have to think of them as well. I want to say actually, that, and I think Pastor Leif said something like this, but I want to say that actually, to me, I, I believe that being a leader makes you're you're serving. You're a servant. It's yeah. not about look how well I'm doing. I think right. it's more about look how well my team is doing. Yes. You know what what is what can I do to make my to make my team more successful? Right. Right. That's what I think being a leader is. It's not about you know hey let's you know take charge and 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 you know conquer this next battle. It's more. How can I support my troops or how can I support my employees so that they excel, yeah. so that they, you know, enjoy the work or so they are able to do the work more efficiently? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know you guys were talking too, just, and I may just kind of off subject a little bit, but you were talking about some of the, some from movies, some of the top quotes from some movies, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and one of mine was, you know, Facing the Giants movie faith-based movie back in 2006 mm. where a coach comes in a, a man of faith and takes this really bad high school football team and turns it around but one of his biggest quotes was just you can't win if you don't play together as a team and so to to your point no matter what it is no matter what position we're in whatever kind of leader you might be you're not going to be successful if you just focus and it's all about you it has to be a collaborative team effort there's no i in team. no i in team <laughs> <laughs> I know it's an old cliche, but yeah, it, really, but it truly does yeah. resonate. Yeah, it, it makes it's all the sense of the world. T E I A M, right? It's right in the middle, right? It's right in the middle. It's right it's in the middle. Yeah, it's a side. <laughs> uh, why can you not hear, hear pterodactyls use the restroom? Oh, I, I know. I already know <laughs> because the P is silent. <laughs> Sorry. You did right. that. I'm gonna have to say it. that. All right. I love it. I love I'll it. I'll tell it. Shannon. She's she's gonna roll her eyes and look at me. Here. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, as parents, we have a responsibility. We have so much influence on our kids. How do you teach your kids humility? Like you know, going. I just I feel like there's something that's a that's a lesson that has to be taught. That's not something that's usually uh, automatically just known. Because I feel like, uh, you know, kids, I think we've, it's kind of touching on the fact that that's right. my toy, that's mine, instead of being humble enough to, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you, I'm going to give this to you. How do you teach humility to the kids? Beat them? Is that not how you do it? You don't... <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know that it always you buy works. Two of everything when you have two kids, and three of everything when you have three kids. I think that you, at least from my perspective, you have to lead, again, you set the example. You have to lead by how you're living your life. You know, and I actually, I uh, I was raised, um, y'all. Again, this I shared this a year and a half ago, whenever I was I was on here previously. But a biological father that had nothing to do with me. He walked out as soon as he found out my mother was pregnant. He had nothing to this day, at my age, fifty five. He is still, and I've even run across him a time or two and tried to. Anyway, nothing to do with me. So as uh, I had a stepfather for a while, but having a single mother. Watching her work so hard and us living on such a, a frugal um, uh, uh, lifestyle, everything was rationalized. Everything was, you know, we, we really lived, you know, paycheck to paycheck. She did. And, and so me, I as an adult and at leading my, my sons, I also inherited kind of those same kind of, my sons would say, oh, gosh, Dad, you're, you're cheap. And I'd say, no, I like to refer to it as I'm frugal. <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing you know clothes, buying things just at, at discounted prices. But I incorporated that into my lifestyle as I was raised, raising my sons. And you know, now that they're both grown and they're out of the house, a lot of times I'll hear them saying, oh, yeah, I, 
yeah, I, I, I watch my pennies. I'm a penny pincher. I'm, I'm, I'm saving here. I'm really managing, maximizing. I got that from dad. You were, you know, watching you just be quote, not cheap, but frugal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it really, it does. It, a lot of it is, is just leading by that example. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah uh, just being a good steward of what you, what Precise. God's given you is yeah. very. Yeah. One thing that I took from um, Pastor Keith at ELC was the way that you speak to your children about money. And yeah. I think that's very important too, because it, as opposed to saying, well, we don't have the money for this. We don't have the money for this. Right. I, I, Shannon and I both, we'll, we'll tell Isaiah that, you know, well, we're not going to spend our money on this right, right now. Or, you know, just something to that extent. So right. it's not a, so he doesn't go into everything being money minded. It's right. more of, are we really going to spend our money on this now? Or yeah. do we have more important things to spend our money yeah. on? Yeah. Um, so I know that, and that's, that's one thing that we do with our kids. Uh, the other thing, like you said, is lead by example, yeah. you know, um, and, and also, you know, I, I buy a lot of stuff. I, it's kind of fun to try to find stuff on sale. It is. It's fun to try yeah. to find like, where can I get the yeah. best deal on this? Yeah. The pair of jeans that you buy in the store are, you know, what, 60, 70, $80. I mean, I found some on Amazon for like 40 bucks yeah. and they're it, name brand. Yeah. It's not like some weird offer at name brand. Not husky, husky jeans. No, it's not husky. <laughs> That's all I got to wear when I was a kid. Like silver tabs. Yeah. I, I I found them on Amazon for like forty bucks. I was like, oh my gosh! It shows up. It's got a tag on it, eighty nine dollars. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's because if you go to yeah. the mall, they're going to be a hundred dollars. Uh -huh. But then Amazon's got them for like forty. I was like, oh, look at that! Yeah. And, and then we do consignment sales do, for the kids. Right. We do yeah. a lot of a lot of consignment sales. Because, I mean, they're kids. They're going to yeah. tear up stuff. They're yeah. going to outgrow it in like 3.2 seconds. So why would you go and buy, <laughs> so you true. know, yeah. Why, yeah. Why, I mean, why spend Just all this Spend a hundred bucks on, on a pair of shoes that you're going to outgrow in six months. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. your feet stop growing, we'll consider it then. Then right. we'll consider buying right. something, you know, we'll go and buy something brand new. But yeah. secondhand or, or new to me. Yeah. Same thing with cars, houses, new to me. Everything. Well, that's yeah. fine. Absolutely. All right, Strikers, uh, let's take a real quick break, and then uh, we'll be back with uh, some more humility. I'll try to tamper down how great I am. <laughs> we'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcasts the weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. And we're back, Strikers, uh, talking humility, the principle of, and how uh, it can uh, impact others. And so, speaking of impacting others, how does humility or being humble affect other people in, in your life or just in general in your everyday uh, walking around? Yeah, you know, I would say, you know, it's, it's, it's having that that influence, you know, and we talked, we learned from, we learned from, from Pastor Keith 
at, at Elevate Life, and and I've heard the kind of the unique fingerprint, mm-hmm. and and you know we've heard that with with a lot of a lot of speakers that, you know, you, you go through life and, and you're using you mentioned it earlier you use your unique fingerprint to leave a unique imprint in this world, and so when when you're leaving when you're leading a life of humility, and you're leading a life of serving others and putting others before yourself you're leaving that imprint in this world and people can't help they're they're gonna they're gonna people are gonna follow they're gonna watch us you know you we've got we're gonna leave an influence good or bad you know we've heard that before too you're gonna leave an influence and so people are watching your actions people are watching how you carry yourself whether you realize it or not and when you're living that life of of just you know god i'm humbled i'm blessed I mean, it, it is so much that you're leaving an impression and it's almost like a, it's almost like a pay it forward. You know, people, gosh, you know, I needed some of that. I saw, you know, what, what Alan or Scott was doing and, and, and loving and supporting and helping somebody else. I want to turn around and do the very same thing. So it's like that ripple effect. And you've left, you've now then left that positive impression that they want to go and they want to do the very same thing. And goodness gracious, how much of a better world this place would be. If we stop thinking about ourself, our self-gratification, and what we can get all about just ourselves and start giving back to others and loving on others. And so that, that's, that's, to me, that's what that looks like. We are living that life of humility that we are choosing to put others first versus just self-gratification versus making life all about ourselves. It's, it's so much bigger. Life is so much bigger. And when you are in the... If you're in the the lifestyle of of giving back and blessing others and wanting to give, it's just so much greater gratifying knowing that there's a higher purpose, there's a higher cause for your life, and that it's not about just all about you. But when you do serve others, it's it's that that ripple effect as well that you are now setting that influence, that positive influence that then other people are seeing what you're doing, the good that you're doing, and they realize it's not no longer it's bigger than just me it's 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 there's more to life than just serving myself it's about serving others and that to me is just the definition of humility god will get to you what he can get through you mm. i always go. i've always liked yes. that it's yes like, don't hold that. on to it because then you're blocking it, it's just going to fill up and yes but yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i was gonna say it's it's acknowledging that you're smart but not all-knowing mm. or Noting that you have power, but you're not a omnipotent. Absolutely. Because everybody's, I mean, I think to an extent, we've all, at one point in our lives, been cocky. We've been like, or, you know, like, oh, I, I know that. Man. I, I know everything. Don't worry that about it. That is something that drives me crazy yeah. with my kids. Yeah. It's like, hey, you might want to do this. Oh, I know. Right. If you know, <laughs> why are you not doing it? That's what my dad yeah. would always yeah. say. I know, Dad. I know. Yeah. Well, if you know. And I was like, ah. Oh, yeah, right. If you I know, know then yeah. why aren't you doing it? Yeah, they don't want to um, be reminded. <laughs> it's, it's, I forget who said this quote, but it was it was a lady that said this quote, and she basically said, "If you have to remind everybody that you're a lady, you're not." Mm. And it goes mm. both. I mean, right. if you have to tell everybody you're powerful, you're not powerful. Right. If you have to tell everybody that you know everything, right. you don't know anything. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's it's. I don't know. I just find that saying very. Uh, it's it's very fun. It's funny, but it's true. Alan's wisdom corner, right there. No. <laughs> if you have to tell somebody that you're something, you're probably, you're probably, not. You're probably they, not. If you I are, mean, you don't have to remind you them. They it, already it, know. It, it, you, I mean, yeah, like we. So, 
New segment on the show, Alan's <laughs> Wisdom Corner. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the very first episode where they had the, the Grand Inquisitor had the montage about Jedis. And the, it, the thing that it, it reminds me of that, if you have to tell everybody you're a Jedi, you're not. Yeah. But the thing is, like, that people just know. They feel it. They feel your energy. They feel the way you carry yourself. They feel it. I mean, we've heard it from stage. Like, there's something different about that guy. What's yeah. up with him? Yeah. What what what's going on in his world? And I want a piece of that. Yeah. And then you know you, whatever happens happens after that. But you know it's 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 just I, it's a lot of the way you carry yourself. It's a lot of yeah. the way you treat other people. People watch and people see that, yeah. and they go like, Ooh, that guy had total carte blanche to be a to be a complete jerk, but he didn't. Yeah. I wonder why. That's that's my favorite quote is from the Grand Inquisitor, oh, or yes. that section. <laughs> yes. And to sum it up, it's like, you know a Jedi by the trail of compassion that he leads. And yes. I was like, man, yeah. wouldn't that be amazing if people talked about Christians like that? Uh, but yeah, so Strikers, y'all have heard that before. Please forgive me. But it is one of my favorite new quotes. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, we used to, one of the hymns we would sing in church, and this is many, many years ago, but and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's in the Bible as well, is that they will know we are Christians by our love. And people are going to know, like you guys mentioned, there's something that, different. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean, to, but I, I'm I'm wanting to know. That's First Corinthians, right? Uh-huh. Or yes. First or Second Corinthians? Yeah, I'm, we'll be looking it up. Yeah. Yes, yes. And and so it's to you to y'all's point is that the way we carry ourselves, the way with, that we are intentional and not ever thinking about just what can I get? How what can I get out of this? Whatever it's this is, what can I get out of it? Versus how can I bless others? How can I help others be better through whatever this is, whether it be, and you guys, your this ministry, this podcast, you guys are blessing people, pulling, bringing men and women together that have want something that want to just you know find something a commonality that 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 you're bringing to them, and and you're giving back. It's not about you; it's about serving others, and and so it's just it's a beautiful thing when we can do that. Yeah, right. It's written on my mirror downstairs. Uh, what you're saying is what do I have that can make the world a better place and how do I use it? And that's hopefully that's what we're doing with the podcast is how we're making the world a better place with that. Speaking of, I got fully funded. Well, not fully funded. I better reach my goal on the uh, uh, suicide prevention walk next week. We'll need to talk about that. I may be a little late or we may be working there, but we'll figure that out. But yeah, I love that. It's how, what do we have to make this world a better place? Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe that there's different types of humility? Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, are there there are different types of humility? I, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it looks different to different people than it does. It looks different. It may look different to you than it does to me. But I think, and there's nothing wrong with that because that's actually that's that's God's uni- that's your uniqueness that, that's that, that God's mm, made you precisely. It's the, it goes back to that fingerprint. So. What it may look like to, to you, you bring in your uniqueness, Alan and Scott and Mike. That's absolutely, that's beautiful because that's what makes the world go round. And somebody may need uh, something of what I interpret and what I see in value from, from, from uh, serving from a humble perspective. And then they're going to need what you offer. You know what your, your walk next week. I mean, that is that. That's a you know what you're doing. You're giving back and you're doing something for a greater cause. And then likewise, Alan. So yeah, I absolutely believe. I absolutely believe that. 
How does uh, how do you build confidence in humility? You know, and, and I guess another part of or a way of saying that is um, humility is not necessarily being weak, no. right? And I think that some people can see, you know, you being humble is not standing up for yourself. Or yeah. how how does that look like to you? Or what? Yeah, I, I think you know. Yeah, I m- me is I believe it's it's having it's having faith in the areas of my strengths, knowing what I'm good at, knowing what I'm strong in, what I can really focus or do be, be really uh, productive and, and 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 maximize. But it's also being aware that I've got weaknesses, and you know I humbly recognize God. I, I've got flaws i've got areas that i can improve upon and then i'm always trying to grow and I, again just some things that you know i take from back in the days at elevate life you remember pastor keith would say you know you grow through what you go through mm-hmm. god provides breakthroughs but it really truly is and like you said earlier at the beginning alan is is that i humbly recognize i've got so many areas in my life me again looking myself in the mirror i can get i can be a better i can be a, a better leader a better father a better husband a better you know whatever that may be and so knowing I've got some strengths, I'm, I'm blessed with some different strengths. That's just, that's my uniqueness. But I'm also recognizing I can be better at certain things and I need to be better so that I can just be further glorify and advance God's kingdom. And so that's why I'm hanging around with other men like you guys and, and, and you know, iron sharpening iron is recognizing that we're always got areas to improve. Well, y'all do. No. <laughs> not, there not you me. go. Except, I'm good. That's why I'm hanging out with you, Scott. I, I want to get there someday, my friend. Uh, they say, you know, you are the, you are a sum of yeah. the five people you hang around with. So y'all are going to be y'all going to be amazing at the end of this. Uh, oh, end of this oh, right, right. I'm amazing. I was hanging Scott out with Scott. Scott and I yeah. just elevated me today. Yes, yes, exactly. I was going to ask, um, what are some benefits of being? Um, of humility, but you kind of touched on them already because yeah. it allows you to um, learn, um, yes. leads to curiosity. Um, it proves that you don't know it all. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was, that was. What are some things uh, that you can do to cultivate humility uh, or a, a humble spirit in your own life? You know, I, I would say I would say it really just it sums up kind of following everything. That we've talked about today, it's it's a, it's it's really applying everything that we've discussed and and using some of my personal core values. Always trying to you know, and again, I, I Pastor you know um, Leif talks about this. Pastor Keith and any any successful leaders will always say the way that you um, can get better, the way that you can. Uh, improve upon is surrounding yourself and you just mentioned it a, a minute ago with people that are either smarter than you that are either more successful than you and it doesn't have to be financially successful it could be spiritually you know spiritually more mature for me I'm just so honored and humbled I'm always seeking others that even have taken it to the next step that are you know that are starting their, their ministries that are doing, you know, your, your walk for, for the um, suicide, suicide prevention. prevention. And, you know, that to me, it's like, wow, I want some of what Scott's got. I want, I want like a sponge. 
We were super blessed and fortunate last week. We were at um, Pastor Earl Fitzsimmons, his uh, ministry that he started, uh, 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 bringing the light ministry, feeding the homeless in Dallas. And we actually he had a gala last week. Yeah, oh yeah. And we were honored to be able to attend that, my wife and I, with some of the others. Mr. Hively won the or won, won a car. car. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that was amazing. <laughs> he really? And, well, he, it was an auction, so he paid yeah. for the car, but yeah. got a pretty good price on it. Nice. And I don't know if you guys, I know you don't know who 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 donated it, but you know, just being around some of the people that I was around, Pastor Earl, you know, and and just the other leaders that are leading that ministry, guys, it's you know that is what that's what's cultivating a humble spirit is cult what cultivating a humble spirit looks like that you know you look at people like pastor earl and others that were there that are giving so much of their time their money their resources to bless those that are less fortunate and coming together for one common cause that is it's all about intentionality and the fact that he had it on his heart that he wanted to start i don't know that i had had that could have had that on my heart for him to, to do what he's done and, and start that, you know, purchase that building, the Joshua Center, yep. that kind of money, the kind of resources, the kind of time, but it's such heavy on his heart and cultivating, creating a culture in a, uh, there in, in the Dallas with, with the humility approach. It's just, it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's the great thing about when, when we're all got that servant mind. Why do you think that humility is hard? You know, I think humility is hard for people that just don't want to let go. That they are, and I hate to say sometimes that maybe it's, again, they focus on themselves um, and don't realize the blessings and, and the rewards of what happens when you are truly humble and humility and you're serving others. And I actually, I had some, some notes because, you know, it may have tied in one of our other questions we talk about is how does not being humble affect mm. others and, you know, and, and why is it maybe hard? But I, I shared, I wanted, if I may, I made some notes here. There are, there's actually 24 verses that I identified in the Bible that talk about just kind of focused on humility. And I just, I just noted a couple, but think about why it's important is because we're missing out on blessings. You potentially are missing out on blessings. In James 4, 6, think about this. God, He actually opposes the proud, but He shows favor to the humble. I want favor. I want God's favor over my life. And I don't want to be a proud, self-centered person. I would much rather be humble so that I could have God's favor. James 4, 10, humble yourself and the Lord will lift you up. I always am looking to be, I always need to be lifted up. Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, and you guys, we've heard this, if my people will humble themselves, I'll hear them and I'll heal their land. Psalm 149, 4. Lord takes delight and crowns the humble with victory. And then finally, Matthew 5, 5. God blesses those that are humble and meek. Meek being gentle. God blesses. So there's so many reasons why I want to be humble. There's so many opportunities for God to bless me, my family, and bless my life if I'll just take the focus off of me and put the focus on 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 others. Like that, uh, one of the ones that I came up with. It seems kind of mean because of the question that I was uh, going to ask after that. But it says Proverbs eighteen two tells us fools delight in airing their own opinions. 
And then I was like, how do you see that play out in social media? Mm. Oh, my. Um, a lot of fools out there. That, mm. I, I'd be wanting one of them. Well, wait, I'm perfect. So, uh, no. Yes? <laughs> I, I'm lost now. Y'all, and we could probably spend an entire separate discussion just on, think about what we're seeing in social media today. I mean, just on the different social media platforms TikTok, Twitter, I mean, all these other, whatever the case may be, t- people have a tendency because they kind of can be high, hide behind the system, mm-hmm. they have more tendency to be share, air their, their opinions. And what's happening, in my opinion, my humble opinion, is I'm seeing more and more division occurring within our country mm-hmm. um, because so many more people are, are just blasting well, I don't like him. I don't like her. I don't like this affiliation. I don't like this this one. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm going to have an opinion about their lifestyle, what they look like, what they wear. You know, I mean, on and on and on and on. And this social media has created an opportunity to air their opinions. And it's unfortunately not very favorable in many occasions. And people are becoming more and more critical, but it's then, it's just creating more of a, a division within our than our society. And I've said this before that I've actually, I've, well, I've heard this before that opinions are like our backsides, <laughs> right? right they, yeah. they, everyone's got one and they, they, all they, all always, they don't always, right. They're kind of stink sometimes. Except so. mine. Mine smells like roses. <laughs> roses. Roses. So, but I think that it's so important that we be ultra cautious in how we share and vent and not necessarily air our opinions but what can we do to lift each other up? What can we do to love one another? What can we do to support each other? If we did that as a society, and it's going to start with just, it's going to be, it's going to be us mighty men. It's going to be us, us men that, that are our Christian brothers and sisters. It's going to be us loving and lifting and starting this, this movement, this love movement. But gosh, how great we could see and, and start instead of having so much division within our government, our societies, whatever, that we can get back onto just knowing people will know that we are Christians by our love. Can you imagine how, how dead social media would be if everybody was like, I'm just going to keep my opinion to myself? Yeah. Or if they could maybe turn the negative remarks or opinion into words of encouragement mm-hmm. yeah. Alan, you know, what you had, what you wore this week or what you, what you said this week in, in media you know, that was amazing, or Scott, or, you know, the president, or politician, or whatever. I, I'm watching even the political debate, and again, we can go a whole different rabbit hole that, right. but so many of them are airing each other's dirty laundry out, if you will, and talking negatively about, rather than, what can I do to positively make a mm-hmm. difference as, a, as a, an elected official, or whatever, or whomever that may be. Here's why you don't want to vote for Precise, this person. Right, because... right. Exactly. Instead of like, here's why you want to vote for me. This is what I believe in my platform. Yeah. Well, I feel like someone tried that just recently, and they did a pretty good job, and then they got tripped up and just fell into the trap again of, well, you didn't, or you're not doing this. But I feel like that was something. I wonder, I would like to see a politician run on the platform of not not saying anything negative about their opponent and just talking about themselves and maybe even throw in something about their opponent that is a positive thing. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be an interesting It'd be interesting. Thing. It would be really interesting, interesting. Yeah. I, to, to, 
to have that humility and say, hey, look, you know, I know that I'm running against this person. Most of the stuff we don't agree on, but this particular thing I do agree on. Mm-hmm. What is a, a story in your life where humility is kind of played out and you can uh, kind of show people, you know, what you've, how, how the reason why we thought it was a great idea for you to come on and talk humility. Mike, I, I don't know very many people that, I think we've lined up this season with people and something that is uh, an attribute of each of those people, uh, each of those persons of our guests. And honestly, whenever I see you, humility just that word comes to me. I, and every time I and this is not a this is not something I'm not trying to build you up or whatever. But every time I see you, I'm just trying to tear you down. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to just trying to bring you down. No, what am I trying to say? Every time I see you, and this is this is the God's honest truth is I. I think, man, I don't know of anybody that shows humility more than you. And I don't know why that is because it's, I'm sure it is a core value on it because you do demonstrate it, but it wasn't one of the core values that you brought up. But I really see that I, that's one of those things like I know that's a core value of yours is humility. And I'm so thankful that you were on today to talk about it. But do you have a story that kind of exemplifies humility in your life? I do. First of all, I'll say, Thank you. <laughs> Guys, I just, again, I, I can't tell you how just gratifying and, 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 and uh, humbling it is when you get, you know, I don't even like to, I don't want to take yeah, the focus you. off of me. <laughs> but uh, I really, truly do believe that just leaving that, being that differentiator in the workplace, in the, wherever you're gathering space, whatever that looks like, in your family, what have you, that being always being that differentiator. And again, it's different for everybody. And for me, God just blessed me with, because of what I've seen, what I experienced growing up, being you know in a single household and so forth, but watching my mother struggle and just appreciating the little things in life. But um, but I have recently, I've been in my current employer almost 26 years, and so that's a rarity on its own. <laughs> it is a rarity, and so two two and a half years ago, I actually moved into a new role. And this side of the business in my company is high pressured sales. It is all about the bottom dollar. It is about just you know. We got to make money. We got to make more money. We, I don't. I don't care what you've done for me. Thank you for what you did yesterday. What are you going to do for me today, tomorrow? And then that kind of mentality, though, is then is it's impressed upon me. Then I manage. I manage many, many people, and it's then impressed upon me to then have to kind of incorporate that same kind of mentality, if you will. I made a decision, and I prayed about it. I made a decision when I moved into this role two and a half years ago that I did not want to be like some of the others that are just, you know, screaming, yelling, you know, why are the sales not here? Why aren't this? Why aren't that? My, what I decided to do in the workforce, kind of what is how my differentiator and how I could use my uniqueness to really just make a, a positive influence and a positive impact, is that I decided that it. I don't. I do want to make money. I want us to, to, to make sales. I want us to exceed sales. But I really felt that in order for me to be successful, I could approach it like the military, you know, kind of hardcore, you know, riding someone. Or I could show um, compassion and love and, and supporting people and really pouring into people. And I think that's the biggest difference that I've seen in my role. I had some people that I moved into the role uh, and it was real new into the role and they said, Mike, why, why are you, of all people, just you're too nice. You're, you're too nice for this kind of role. And it really set, set me back at first, but I thought, you know what? That's okay. And I told him, I said, niceness, I can still be successful. And I have been so blessed. And guys, our, our sales have, 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 have been hitting and exceeding goals for the last two and a half years. Corporate, they're always raising the numbers. But this is what I felt like 
helped me be successful is that I have decided I'm going to, I believe in you, Alan. I believe in you, Scott. If your sales are down, why are they down? Instead of me, you know, screaming and yelling at you, I'm going to help and lift you up and encourage you. And I'm going to help teach you my 25 years that I've been in the industry, how I can teach you to kind of incorporate some of those skill sets that you can be successful. I could absolutely scream and yell at you as an individual producer and you're not, or you're not producing and I could replace you or I could pour into you. And that for me has been kind of where I felt like I could be of greatest value to help and pour my knowledge and skill set and time into these individuals. And if I felt like if I did it to enough people, and I do have a lot of people, but it was going to require a lot of my time. If I poured into you, Scott, and Alan, and the next person, next person, they're going to collectively start to turn things around. And that has really worked for us. And I've had so many people within my our unit and our, our business side say that they had not ever seen that approach before. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, you know, if, if even just for a season that God put me in this new role that I could kind of use that, my mentality. And I had people that told me, you need to toughen up. I had senior leadership tell me, Mike, you have to toughen up. Really, do I have to? I can be nice, but I can still get my point across. I can still get someone to, to produce, but I can show them how much I care for them and how much I love and support and, and recognize. So that's kind of where I felt like I was able to use some of my, kind of my, what, what makes up Mike and how I could then influence others in the, specifically in my workforce. I like that. I like the fact that uh, you're, you're, you're working on proving on a fact that you don't have to be hard. You don't have to be... Uh, you know, they keep saying that you were, you're too nice for sales, but you're determined on showing that being humble and being kind to other people can produce as well. It's, it's funny how we've gone through life and, and at this point in, in the world today, we think that that, like we were talking earlier, that that's a weakness, you know, being humble is a weakness. And I like the fact that you're uh, out there trying to change that perspective because I, I do think that uh, you don't have to be cold and, and heartless and to get people to to produce i think right. you uh, encouraging is is a much better way of doing that that's yeah. i like that so alan if uh people want to get a hold of us if people want to get a hold of us they can email us at mighty anvil sorry mighty anvil uh, podcast at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at mighty anvil podcast you can also find us on the web at the mighty right on Mike, would you uh, give oh. us the honor of uh, blessing us out? Oh, real quick. Yeah, real Next quick. week, yeah. we have David Smith on. That's Yay. right. To talk to us about the principle of prayer. The oh. principle of prayer. And uh, He's an amazing if you guys warrior. do not know him, yeah. he is a prayer amazing warrior. Prayer warrior. Him and his one. wife both. Him and his wife both. Yeah. Yes. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. I look forward to it because I also think that uh, for uh, how, how does prayer work in the non-believer's mm. life and yeah. why it's important you know, some people would say prayer. I would also put meditation as yeah, in, in, prayer, in, meditation. in that as yeah. well. So look forward to that. But yeah, Mike, would you uh, pray us out? I'd be honored. Yeah. Father Lord, just thank you for allowing me to come together and just spend some time with these amazing men and just spend some time with the listeners, Father. My hope and my prayer is that something we talked about, something that we shared, um, just being transparent and, and open, that, that it, it resonated it was impactful. It offered some nuggets, and it really just helped people to just look at life from a different perspective and just really 
um, going about themselves and, 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 and having a humble spirit and, and having a humble mentality and a humble approach that, that if they will just bless others and, and give back to others, just how much more of, of an amazing, wonderful uh, culture that, we'll, that we're cultivating and that we're creating just because it's it's all about our love and, 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 and giving back. And I just thank you for the, the amazing ministry, and I just pray that lives continue to be, uh, there's just blessing, honor, and favor over each and every individual that, that's listening to this. And we just we just give you the praise and the glory that we've got uh, free speech and, and that we're able to, to go in and, and share, share the good news. And I just pray that that continues. We'll just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Strikers, until next week.